Sahih Muslim. This is a collection of hadith by Imam Muslim. The English translation is by Nasiruddin al Khattab. This audio is narrated by QNS Academy. Sahih Muslim. The Book of the Traveler's Prayer and Shortening Thereof. Chapter on The Traveler's Prayer and Shortening It. It was narrated from Aisha, the wife of the Prophet, peace be upon him, that she said, Prayer was enjoined with two rak'ah in each prayer, for the resident and the traveler. Then the prayer while traveling was confirmed as being two rak'ah, and the prayer while a resident increased. It was narrated from Urwah bin Zubair, that Aisha, the wife of the Prophet, peace be upon him, said, When Allah enjoined the prayer, it was two rak'ah. Then it was completed for the resident, but the prayer for the traveling was confirmed as it was first enjoined. It was narrated from a zuhri from Urwa, from Aisha, that when the prayer was first enjoined, it was two rak'ah. Then the prayer for the traveling was confirmed as being two rak'ah, and the prayer while a resident was completed. As zuhri said, I said to Urwa, Why did Aisha complete the prayer when traveling? He said, because she interpreted it as Uthman did. Footnote The question, why did Aisha complete the prayer when traveling? Means, why would she pray for Raka'ah while traveling? It was narrated that Ya'la bin Umayyah said, I said to Umar bin al-Khattab, there is no sin on you if you shorten a salah, the prayer, if you fear that the disbelievers may put you in trial attack you. But now the people are safe. He said, I wondered the same thing as you are wondering, and I asked the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, about that. He said, It is a charity that Allah has bestowed upon you, so accept his charity. Footnote The verse, There is no sin on you if you shorten a salah, the prayer, if you fear the disbelievers may put you in trial, attack you, is from Surat An-Nisa, Chapter 4, Verse 101 It was narrated that Ya'la bin Umayyah said, I said to Umar bin al-Khattab, a hadith similar to that of Ibn Idris. Hadith number 1573 It was narrated that Ibn Abbas said, Allah enjoined the prayer on the tongue of your Prophet, peace be upon him, for Raka'ah, while a resident, Two rak'ah when traveling, and one rak'ah during times of fear. It was narrated that Ibn Abbas said, Allah enjoined the prayer on the tongue of your Prophet, peace be upon him. Two rak'ah for the traveler, four rak'ah for the resident, and during times of fear, one rak'ah. It was narrated that Musa bin Salama al-Hudali said, I asked Ibn Abbas, how should I pray when I am in Mecca, if I do not pray with the Imam? He said, Tu Raka'ah, the Sunnah of Abu Qasim, peace be upon him. A similar report as Hadith number 1577 was narrated from Qatada with this chain. Isa bin Hafs bin Asim bin Umar bin al-Khattab narrated that his father said, I accompanied Ibn Umar on the road to Mecca. He said, He led us in praying Dhuhr with Tu Raka'ah. 
Then he went ahead, and we went ahead with him, until he came to his encampment and sat down, and we sat with him. He glanced towards the place where he had prayed, and saw some people standing. He said, What are these people doing? I said, They are offering voluntary prayers. He said, If I had wanted to offer voluntary prayers, I would have completed my prayer by making it four rak'ah. O son of my brother, I accompanied the messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, when traveling, and he did not pray more than two rak'ah until Allah took his soul in death. I accompanied Abu Bakr, and he did not pray more than two rak'ah until Allah took his soul in death. I accompanied Umar, and he did not pray more than two rak'ah until Allah took his soul in death. I accompanied Uthman, and he did not pray more than two rak'ah until Allah took his soul in death. And Allah the Most High says, Indeed, in the Messenger of Allah, you have a good example to follow. Footnote The verse, Indeed, in the Messenger of Allah, you have a good example to follow, is from Surah Al-Ahzab, chapter 33, verse 21. It was narrated that Hafs bin Asim said, I fell sick and Ibn Umar came to visit me. I asked him about praying voluntary when traveling. He said, I accompanied the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, when traveling, and I did not see him offer voluntary prayers. If I were to pray voluntary prayers, I would have completed my prayer by making it for rak'ah. Allah the Most High says, Indeed, in the Messenger of Allah, you have a good example to follow. Footnote The verse, Indeed, in the Messenger of Allah, you have a good example to follow, is from Surah Al-Ahzab, chapter 33, verse 21. It was narrated from Anas bin Malik that the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, prayed Dhuhr in Al-Madina with four rak'ah, and he prayed Asr in Dhul Hulayfa with two rak'ah. Anas bin Malik said, I prayed Dhuhr with the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, in Al-Madina with four rak'ah, and I prayed Asr with him in Dhul Hulayfa with two rak'ah. It was narrated that Yahya bin Yazid Al-Huna'i said, I asked Anas bin Malik about shortening the prayer, and he said, If the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, went out for a distance of three miles, or three farasikhs, Shu'ba was not sure. He would pray two rak'ah. Footnote. They say that one farasikh is three miles. It was narrated that Jubair bin Nufair said, I went out with Shurahbir bin As-Simt to a village that was 17 or 18 miles away, and he prayed to Raqqa. I said something to him, and he said, I saw Umar, may Allah be pleased with him, pray to Raqqa in Dhul Hulayfa. And I said something to him, and he said, I only do what I saw the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, do. It was narrated from Ibn al-Simt, a hadith similar to hadith number 1584 but he did not mention Shurahbil. He said, He went to some land called Dumin, 18 miles from Hims. It was narrated from Yahya bin Abi Ishaq, from Anas bin Malik, who said, We went out with the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, from Al-Madina to Mecca, and he offered his prayer with two rak'ah until he returned. I said, How long did he stay in Mecca? He said, Ten days.
a hadith similar to that of Hushaym, hadith number 1586, was narrated from Anas bin Malik, from the Prophet, peace be upon him. Anas bin Malik said, We set out from al Medina for Hajj. Then he mentioned something similar to hadith number 1585. A similar hadith was narrated from Anas bin Malik, but he did not mention Hajj. Chapter 1 Shortening the Prayer in Mina It was narrated from Salim bin Abdullah, from his father, that the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, prayed as a traveler in Mina and elsewhere, with two rak'ah. Abu Bakr and Umar also prayed with two rak'ah, as did Uthman, at the beginning of his khilafah, reign. Then he completed it and made it four rak'ah. It was narrated from a zuhri with this chain, a similar hadith as hadith number 1590. He said, in Mina, and he did not say, elsewhere. It was narrated from Nafi'a that Ibn Umar said, The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, prayed two rak'ah in Mina, as did Abu Bakr after him, and Umar after Abu Bakr and Uthman at the beginning of his Khilafah. Then after that, Uthman prayed for. When Ibn Umar prayed with the Imam, he prayed for, but when he prayed alone, he prayed two rak'ah. A similar report, as hadith number 1592, was narrated from Ubaidillah with this chain. It was narrated that Ibn Umar said, The Prophet, peace be upon him, prayed in Mina as a traveler as did Abu Bakr and Umar, and Uthman for eight years, or six years. Huff said, Ibn Umar used to pray two rak'ah in Mina. Then he would go to his bed. I said, O oh, uncle, why don't you pray two rak'ah after it? He said, If I wanted to do that, I should have completed the prayer. Shu'abah narrated it with this chain, a similar hadith as hadith number 1000. 594. But he did not mention Mina in the hadith. But he said, he prayed during a journey. Ibrahim said, I heard Abdurrahman bin Yazid say, Uthman led us in prayer at Mina with four rak'ah. Abdullah bin Mas'ud was told about that and he said, Indeed we are Allah's and to him shall we return. Then he said, I prayed two rak'ah with the messenger of Allah peace be upon him in Mina and I prayed two rak'ah with Abu Bakr al-Siddiq in Mina, and I prayed two rak'ah with Umar bin al-Khattab in Mina. I wish that I had of these four rak'ah, two that are accepted. A similar report, as hadith number 1596, was narrated from an amash with this chain. It was narrated that Haritha bin Wahab said, I prayed two rak'ah with the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, in Mina, when the people were safe and there were large numbers of them. Haritha bin Wahab al-Khuza'i said, I prayed behind the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, in Mina, and there was the greatest number of people, and he prayed two rak'ah during the farewell pilgrimage. Muslim said, Haritha bin Wahab al-Khuza'i is the brother of Ubaidillah bin Umar, bin al-Khattab, through his mother. Chapter on Praying in Dwellings When It Is Raining It was narrated from Nafi'ah 
that Umar called the Adhan on a cold and windy night and said, Pray in your encampments. Then he said, The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, used to order the Mu'adhin, if it was a cold and rainy night, to say, Pray in your encampments. It was narrated from Ibn Umar that he gave the call to prayer on a cold, windy, and rainy night, and at the end of his call he said, Pray in your encampments. Pray in your encampments. Then he said, The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, used to order the Mu'adhin, if it was a cold or rainy night, during a journey, to say, Pray in your encampments. It was narrated from Ibn Umar that he gave the call to prayer in Lajnan. Then he mentioned something similar to Hadith number 1601 and said, Pray in your encampments. But he did not repeat a second time, Pray in your encampments. It was narrated that Jabir said, We went out with the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, on a journey and it rained. He, peace be upon him, said, Whoever among you wants to, let him pray in his encampment. It was narrated that Abdullah ibn Abbas said to his Mu'adhin on a rainy day, When you say, I bear witness that there is none worthy of worship but Allah, and I bear witness that Muhammad is the Messenger of Allah, do not say, Come to prayer. Rather say, Pray in your dwellings. It was as if the people found that strange. So he said, Are you surprised by that? One who is better than me did that, i.e. the Prophet peace be upon him. Juma'ah is obligatory, but I did not want to force you to walk in the mud and on slippery ground. It was narrated that Abdul Hamid said, I heard Abdullah ibn al-Harith say, Abdullah ibn Abbas addressed us on a rainy day, and he quoted a hadith like that of Ibn Ulayah, hadith number 1604, but he did not mention Jum'ah, and he said, One who was better than me did it meaning the Prophet, peace be upon him. Abu Kamil said, Hamad narrated something similar to us from Asim, from Abdullah bin al-Harith. Ayyub bin Asim al-Ahwal narrated a similar hadith as hadith number 1605 to us with this chain, but it does not say in their hadith, meaning the Prophet, peace be upon him. Abdullah bin al-Harith said, the Mu'adhin of Ibn Abbas called the Adhan on a rainy Friday, and he mentioned a hadith like that of Ibn Ulayyah, hadith number 1604. And he said, I did not want you to walk on the muddy and slippery ground. It was narrated from Abdullah ibn al-Harith that Ibn Abbas ordered his Mu'adhin, according to the hadith of Ma'mar, on a rainy Friday. A similar hadith as hadith number 1607. In the hadith of Ma'mar it says, This was done by one who is better than me, meaning the Prophet peace be upon him. It was narrated that Abdullah ibn al-Harith said, Ibn Abbas ordered his mu'adhin on a rainy Friday. A similar hadith as hadith number 1607. Chapter on it is permissible to offer voluntary prayers atop one's mount when traveling, no matter what direction it is facing. It was narrated from Ibn Umar that the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, used to offer voluntary prayers no matter what direction his camel was facing. It was narrated from Ibn Umar that the Prophet, peace be upon him, 
used to offer voluntary prayers atop his mount, no matter what direction it was facing. It was narrated that Ibn Umar said, The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, used to pray when he was coming from Mecca to Al-Madinah, atop his mount, no matter what direction it was facing. Concerning this, the verse, So wherever you turn yourselves or your faces, there is the face of Allah, and he is high above, over his throne, was revealed. Footnote, the verse, So wherever you turn yourselves or your faces, there is the face of Allah, and he is high above, over his throne, is from Surah Al-Baqarah, chapter 2, verse 115. A similar report was narrated from Abdul Malik with this chain. According to the hadith of Ibn Mubarak and Ibn Abi Za'idah, then Ibn Umar recited, So wherever you turn yourselves or your faces, there is the face of Allah, and he is high above, over his throne. And he said, It was concerning this that it was revealed. Footnote The verse, So wherever you turn yourselves or your faces, there is the face of Allah, and he is high above, over his throne, is from Surah Al-Baqarah, chapter 2, verse 115. It was narrated that Ibn Umar said, I saw the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, offer prayers atop a donkey when he was headed towards Khaybar. It was narrated from Sa'id bin Yasar that he said, I was traveling with Ibn Umar on the road to Mecca when I feared that dawn was about to break. I dismounted and prayed with her. Then I caught up with him. Ibn Umar said to me, Where were you? I said to him, I was afraid that dawn would break. So I dismounted and prayed with her. Abdullah said, Do you not have an example to follow in the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him? I said, Of course, by Allah. He said, The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, used to pray with her atop his camel. It was narrated from Abdullah bin Dinar that Ibn Umar said, The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, used to pray atop his mount, no matter what direction it was facing. Abdullah bin Dinar said, Ibn Umar used to do that. It was narrated that Abdullah bin Umar said, The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, used to pray witr atop his mount. It was narrated from Abdullah bin Salim that his father said, The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, used to offer voluntary prayers atop his mount, in whatever direction it was facing, and he would pray witr atop his mount too but he did not offer obligatory prayers like that. It was narrated from Abdullah bin Amir bin Rabi'ah that his father told him that he saw the Messenger of Allah peace be upon him offering voluntary prayers at night while on a journey on the back of his mount, no matter what direction it was facing. It was narrated from Hammam. Anas bin Sirin narrated to us, he said, we met Anas bin Malik when he came from Asham, and we met him in Ain al-Tamr. I saw him offering prayers atop the donkey which was facing in that direction, and Hammam pointed to the left of the Qibla. I said to him, I saw you praying in a direction other than the Qibla. He said, Had I not seen the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, doing that, I would not have done it. Chapter 1 it is permissible to combine two prayers when traveling. It was narrated that Ibn Umar said, If the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, was in a hurry when traveling, 
he would join Maghrib and Isha. Nafi' narrated that if Ibn Umar was in a hurry when traveling, he would join Maghrib and Isha after the twilight had disappeared, and he said, if the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, was in a hurry while traveling, he joined Maghrib and Isha. It was narrated from Salim, from his father, I saw the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, joining Maghrib and Isha when he was in a hurry while traveling. Salim bin Abdullah narrated that his father said, I saw the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, when he was in a hurry to set off on a journey, delaying Maghrib prayer so that he could join it with Isha prayer. It was narrated that Anas bin Malik said, If the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, was setting off before the sun had passed its zenith, he would delay Dhuhr until the time of Asur began. Then he would dismount and join them. If the sun had passed its zenith before he set out, he would pray Dhuhr and then set out. It was narrated that Anas said, If the Prophet, peace be upon him, wanted to join two prayers when traveling, he would delay Dhuhr until the time for Asur began. Then he would join them. It was narrated from Anas that if the Prophet, peace be upon him, was in a hurry while traveling, he would delay Dhuhr until the beginning of the time for Asur and then join them, and he would delay Maghrib until he joined it with Isha when the twilight had disappeared. Chapter on Joining Two Prayers When Not Traveling It was narrated that Ibn Abbas said, The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, prayed Dhuhr and Asur together and Maghrib and Isha together when there was no fear and he was not traveling. It was narrated that Ibn Abbas said, The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, prayed Dhuhr and Asr together in Al-Madina, when there was no fear and he was not traveling. Abu Zubair said, I asked Sa'id, why did he do that? He said, I asked Ibn Abbas the same question as you have asked me. And he said, he did not want his ummah to be subjected to hardship. Ibn Abbas narrated that the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, joined prayers when he was on a journey during the campaign of Tabuk. He joined Dhuhr with Asur and Maghrib with Isha. Sa'id said, I said to Ibn Abbas, what made him do that? He said, he did not want his ummah to be subjected to hardship. It was narrated that Mu'adh said, we set out with the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, on the campaign to Tabuk. And he used to pray Dhuhr and Asr together, and Maghrib and Isha together. Mu'adh bin Jabal said, During the campaign to Tabuk, the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, joined Dhuhr with Asr and Maghrib with Isha. I said, What made him do that? He said, He did not want his ummah to be subjected to hardship. It was narrated that Ibn Abbas said, The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, joined Dhuhr with Asr and Maghrib with Isha, in Al-Madina, when there was no fear and no rain. According to the Hadith of Waqiyah, he said, I said to Ibn Abbas, why did he do that? He said, so that his ummah would not be subjected to hardship. It was narrated that Ibn Abbas said, I prayed with the Prophet, peace be upon him, eight rak'ah together, and seven rak'ah together. I said, O Abu Asha'adha, I think he delayed Dhuhr and hastened Asr, and he delayed Maghrib and hastened Isha. He said, I think so too. Footnote Abu al is Jabir bin Zayd, 
who narrated it from Ibn Abbas, and the one asking him is Amr bin Dinar. It was narrated from Ibn Abbas that the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, prayed seven rak'ah in al Medina, and eight, Dhuhr with Asur, and Maghrib with Isha. It was narrated that Abdullah bin Shaqiq said, Ibn Abbas addressed us one day after Asr until the sun set and the stars appeared, and the people started saying, Prayer, prayer. Then a man from Banu Tamim came to him and he persisted in saying, Prayer, prayer. Ibn Abbas said, Are you teaching me the Sunnah? May you be bereft of your mother. Then he said, I saw the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, joining Dhuhr with Asr and Maghrib with Isha. Ibn Shaqiq said, I had some doubt about that, so I went to Abu Hurairah and asked him, and he confirmed what he had said. It was narrated that Abdullah bin Shaqiq al-Uqayli said, A man said to Ibn Abbas, The prayer, but he remained silent. Then he said, The prayer, but he remained silent. Then he said, May you be bereft of your mother. Are you teaching me how to pray? We used to join two prayers at the time of the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him. Chapter on It is permissible to leave to the right or left after finishing the prayer. It was narrated that Abdullah said, None of you should give a share of himself to the shaitan by thinking that it is obligatory to leave to the right only after finishing the prayer. How often I saw the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, leave to his left. A similar report as hadith number 1638 was narrated from an Ahmash with this chain. It was narrated that as Suddi said, I asked Anis which way I should leave when I have finished my prayer, to my right or to my left. He said, As for me, I often saw the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, leaving to his right. It was narrated from a Suddi, from Anis, that the Prophet, peace be upon him, used to leave to his right. Chapter on It is recommended to stand to the right of the Imam. It was narrated that Al-Bara said, when we prayed behind the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, we liked to be on his right so that his face would turn towards us. And I heard him say, O Lord, save me from your punishment on the day when you resurrect or gather your slaves. It was narrated from Mis'ar with this chain, a hadith similar to hadith number 1642 but he did not mention the words, so that his face would turn towards us. Chapter on It is disliked to start a voluntary prayer after the Mu'adhin has started to say the Iqamah for prayer, whether that is a regular sunnah, such as the sunnah of subh or dhuhr, or anything else, and regardless of whether he knows that he will catch up with the raka'ah with the imam or not. It was narrated from Abu Hurairah, that the Prophet peace be upon him said, When the Iqamah for prayer is called, there is no prayer except the prescribed prayer. Waraqah narrated it with this chain, a similar hadith as hadith number 1644. It was narrated from Abu Hurairah that the Prophet peace be upon him said, When the Iqamah for prayer is called, there is no prayer except the prescribed prayer. Zakaria bin Ishaq 
narrated a similar report as hadith number 1646 with this chain. A similar report as hadith number 1646 was narrated from Abu Hurairah from the Prophet peace be upon him. Hamad, a narrator said, Then I met Amr and he narrated it to me, but he did not attribute it to the Prophet peace be upon him. It was narrated from Abdullah bin Malik bin Buhayna that the Messenger of Allah peace be upon him passed by a man who was offering prayers and the Iqamah for Subh prayer had been called. He said something to him. I do not know what it was. And when we had finished the prayer, we surrounded him, saying, What did the Messenger of Allah peace be upon him say to you? He said, He said to me, Soon one of you will pray Subh with four raka'ah. Al-Qa'nabi said, Abdullah bin Malik bin Buhayna from his father. Abu Hussein Muslim said, His saying from his father in this narration is a mistake. It was narrated that Ibn Buhayna said, The Iqamah for Subh prayer was called, and the Messenger of Allah peace be upon him saw a man offering prayers when the Mu'addin was saying the Iqamah. He said, Are you praying Fajr with four raka'ah? It was narrated that Abdullah bin Sarjis said, A man entered the masjid while the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, was praying Al-Ghada' Fajr, and he prayed two raka'ah at the side of the masjid. Then he joined the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, in prayers. When the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said the salam, he said, O so-and-so, which of the two prayers did you count as the obligatory prayer, your prayer on your own, or your prayer with us. Chapter on What to Say When Entering the Masjid It was narrated that Abu Usaid said, The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, When one of you enters the masjid, let him say, Allahumma ftahli abu'aba rahmatik. O Allah, open to me the gates of your mercy. And when he leaves, let him say, Allahumma inni as'aluka min fadlik. O Allah, I ask you of your bounty. A similar report, as hadith number 1652, was narrated from Abu Usaid, from the Prophet peace be upon him, with a different chain of narrators. Chapter 1 It is recommended to greet the masjid by praying two rak'ah, and it is disliked to sit before praying these two rak'ah, and this is prescribed at all times. It was narrated from Abu Qatada that the Messenger of Allah peace be upon him said, when one of you enters the masjid, let him pray two rak'ah before he sits down. It was narrated that Abu Qatada, the companion of the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, I entered the masjid, and the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, was sitting among the people. So I sat down. The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, What kept you from praying two rak'ah before you sat down? I said, O Messenger of Allah, I saw you sitting, and the people sitting. He said, When one of you enters the masjid, let him not sit down until he has prayed two rak'ah. It was narrated that Jabir bin Abdullah said, The Prophet, peace be upon him, owed me something, and he paid me back and gave me something extra. I entered upon him in the masjid, and he said to me, Pray two rak'ah. Chapter 1 it is recommended to pray two rak'ah in the masjid for one who has come from a journey. 
when he first arrives. It was narrated that Muharib heard Jabir bin Abdullah say, The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, bought a camel from me, and when he came to Al-Madinah, he told me to go to the masjid and pray two rak'ah. It was narrated that Jabir bin Abdullah said, I went out with the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, on a campaign, and my camel delayed me because it got exhausted. Then the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, came before me, and I came the next day. I came to the masjid and I found him at the door of the masjid. He said, You have come now? I said, Yes. He said, Leave your camel and go in and pray two rak'ah. So I went in and prayed, then I went back. It was narrated from Ka'ab bin Malik that the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, did not return from a journey by day in the forenoon. But when he arrived, he would go to the masjid and pray two rak'ah. Then he would sit down there. Chapter 1 It is recommended to pray duha, the least of which is two rak'ah, the best of which is eight, and the average of which is four or six, an encouragement to do so regularly. It was narrated that Abdullah bin Shaqiq said, I said to Aisha, Did the Prophet, peace be upon him, pray duha? She said, No, unless he was returning from a journey. It was narrated that Abdullah bin Shaqiq said, I said to Aisha, Did the Prophet, peace be upon him, pray duha? She said, No, unless he was returning from a journey. It was narrated that Aisha said, I never saw the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, praying the voluntary prayer of duha, but I used to do it. If the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, gave up an action that he liked to do, it was for fear that the people would do it and it would be made obligatory for them. Mu'adha narrated that she asked Aisha, How many rak'ah did the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, pray in duha? She said, Four rak'ah, and however many more he wanted. A similar report as hadith number 1663 was narrated from Yazid with this chain, and Yazid said, As Allah willed. It was narrated that Aisha said, the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, used to pray duha with four rak'ah, and however many more Allah willed. A similar report as hadith number 1665 was narrated from Qatada with this chain. It was narrated that Abdurrahman bin Abi Layla said, No one told me that he saw the Prophet, peace be upon him, praying duha except Umhani. She narrated that the Prophet, peace be upon him, entered her house on the day of the conquest of Mecca and prayed eight rak'ah, and I have never seen him offer any prayer that was briefer than that, but he bowed and prostrated perfectly. It was narrated that Ibn Shihab said, Ibn Abdullah bin al-Harith told me that his father, Abdullah bin al-Harith bin Nawfal, said, I asked and I was keen to find someone who could tell me that the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, had prayed duha, but I could not find anyone who could tell me that except Umhani bint Abi Talib. She told me that after the day had grown bright on the day of the conquest of Mecca, the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, came, and a cloth was brought to form a screen, and he performed ghusl. Then he stood and prayed eight rak'ah, and I do not know 
whether the standing was longer, or the bowing, or prostration, they were all similar in length, and I did not see him offer that prayer before or after. It was narrated from Abu An-Nadr that Abu Murrah, the freed slave of Umhani bin Abi Talib, told him that he heard Umhani bin Abi Talib say, I went to the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, during the year of the conquest, and I found him performing ghusl, and Fatima, his daughter, was screening him with a cloth. I greeted him with salam, and he said, Who is this? I said, Umhani bit Abi Talib. He said, Welcome, Umhani. When he had finished his ghusl, he prayed eight rakah, wrapped in a single garment. When he had finished, I said, O Messenger of Allah, my mother's son, Ali bin Abi Talib says that he is going to kill a man to whom I have given protection, so-and-so bin Hubayrah. The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, We grant protection to the one to whom Umhani has given protection. Umhani said, That was at the time of Duha. It was narrated from Abu Murrah, the freed slave of Aqil, from Umhani, that the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, prayed eight rak'ah in her house during the year of the conquest, wearing a single garment with its ends placed on his shoulders. It was narrated from Abu Dhar that the Prophet, peace be upon him, said, In the morning a charity is due from every joint of one of you. Every tasbihah is a charity. Every tahmida is a charity. Every tahlila is a charity. Every takbira is a charity. Enjoining what is good is a charity. Forbidding what is evil is a charity. And two rakah offered in the forenoon, duha, will suffice for that. It was narrated that Abu Huraira said, My close friend, peace be upon him, advised me to do three things, to fast three days of every month, to pray two rak'ah of duha, and to pray witr before going to sleep. A similar report as hadith number 1672 was narrated from Abu Huraira from the Prophet, peace be upon him. Abu Huraira said, My close friend, Abu al-Qasim advised me to do three things, and he mentioned a hadith similar to that of Abu Uthman from Abu Huraira, hadith number 1672. It was narrated from Abu Murrah, the freed slave of Umhani, that Abu Darda said, My beloved, peace be upon him, advised me to do three things, which I will not forsake so long as I live, to fast three days of each month, to pray duha, and to not sleep before I pray witr. Chapter on, it is recommended to pray two rakah for the sunnah of fajr, an encouragement to pray them regularly, and to make them brief, and to persist in offering them, and clarifying what is recommended to recite therein. It was narrated from Ibn Umar that Hafsa, the mother of the believers, told him that when the Mu'addin fell silent following the adhan for the subh prayer, and dawn had begun, the messenger of Allah peace be upon him would pray two brief rak'ah before the iqamah for prayer was called. It was narrated from Nafi' with this chain, as Malik said, similar to hadith number 1676. It was narrated from Ibn Umar that Hafsa said, when dawn broke, the messenger of Allah peace be upon him, would not pray anything except two brief rakah.
Shu'ab narrated a similar hadith as hadith number 1678 with this chain. It was narrated from Salim, from his father. Hafsa told me that when dawn appeared, the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, would pray two rak'ah. It was narrated that Aisha said, The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, used to pray the two rak'ah of Fajr when he heard the Adhan, and he made them brief. It was narrated from Hisham, a hadith similar to hadith number 1681, with this chain. According to the hadith of Abu Usama, Aisha said, instead of when he heard the Adhan, when dawn broke. It was narrated from Aisha that the Prophet of Allah, peace be upon him, used to pray two rak'ah between the Adhan and the Iqama for the Subh prayer. It was narrated from Aisha that she used to say, the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, used to pray the two rak'ah of Fajr and make them so brief that I would say, has he recited the essence of the Qur'an, Al-Fatiha, in them or not? It was narrated that Aisha said, When dawn broke, the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, would pray two rak'ah, and I would say, Did he recite the opening of the book in them? It was narrated from Aisha that the Prophet, peace be upon him, did not adhere more regularly to any voluntary prayer than the two rak'ah before subh. It was narrated that Aisha said, I did not see the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, hastening to perform any voluntary prayer so much as he hastened to offer the two rak'ah before Fajr. It was narrated from Aisha that the Prophet, peace be upon him, said, Two rak'ah of Fajr prayer are better than this world and everything in it. It was narrated from Aisha that the Prophet, peace be upon him, said concerning the two rak'ah at dawn, they are dearer to me than the entire world. It was narrated from Abu Hurairah that the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, recited in the two rak'ah of Fajr, Say, O disbelievers, and say, He is Allah, the One. Footnotes 1. The verse, Say, O disbelievers, is from Surat Al-Kafirun. Chapter 109 2. The verse, Say, He is Allah, the One, is from Surat Al-Ikhlas, Chapter 112. It was narrated that Ibn Abbas said, The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, used to recite in the two rak'ah of Fajr. In the first rak'ah, Say, We believe in Allah and that which has been sent down to us. The verse which is in Al-Baqarah, and in the second, we believe in Allah and bear witness that we are Muslims. Footnote The verse, we believe in Allah and that which has been sent down to us, is from Surah Al-Baqarah, chapter 2, verse 136. 2. The verse, we believe in Allah and bear witness that we are Muslims, is from Surah Al-Imran, chapter 3, verse 52. It was narrated that Ibn Abbas said, The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, used to recite in the two rak'ah of Fajr, Say, We believe in Allah and that which has been sent down to us. And the verse that is in Al-Imran, Come to a word that is just 
between us and you. Footnotes 1. The verse, Say, we believe in Allah and that which has been sent down to us, is from Surah Al-Baqarah, chapter 2, verse 136. 2. The verse, Come to a word that is just between us and you, is from Surah Al-Imran, chapter 3, verse 64. A hadith similar to that of Marwan al-Fazari, hadith number 1692, was narrated from Uthman bin Hakim with this chain. Chapter on The Virtue of Regular Sunnah Prayers Before and After the Obligatory Prayers and Their Numbers It was narrated that Amr bin Aus said, Anbasa bin Abi Sufyan told me, during his final illness, a hadith that made him feel happy. He said, I heard Um Habiba say, I heard the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, say, Whoever prays twelve rak'ah every day and night, a house will be built for him in paradise because of them. Um Habiba said, I have not stopped doing them since I heard about them from the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him. Anbasa said, I have not stopped doing them since I heard about them from Um Habiba. Amr bin Aus said, I have not stopped doing them since I heard about them from Anbasa. And Nu'man bin Salim said, I have not stopped doing them since I heard about them from Amr bin Aus. It was narrated from An-Nu'man bin Salim, a hadith similar to hadith number 1694, with this chain, Whoever prays twelve rak'ah in a day, voluntarily, a house will be built for him in paradise. It was narrated from Um Habiba, the wife of the Prophet peace be upon him, that she heard the Messenger of Allah peace be upon him say, there is no Muslim slave who prays twelve rak'ah to Allah each day, voluntarily, apart from the obligatory prayers, but Allah will build for him a house in paradise, or a house will be built for him in paradise. Um Habiba said, I did not stop praying them after that. Amr said, I did not stop praying them after that. And an Nu'man said something similar. It was narrated that Um Habiba said, the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, There is no Muslim slave who performs wudu and performs wudu well, then prays every day to Allah. A similar hadith as hadith number 1696. It was narrated that Ibn Umar said, I prayed two rak'ah with the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, before Dhuhr and two afterwards, two rak'ah after Maghrib, two rak'ah after Isha, and two rak'ah after Jum'ah. As for Maghrib, Isha, and Jum'ah, I prayed with the Prophet, peace be upon him, in his house. Chapter on It is permissible to offer voluntary prayers, standing or sitting, and to stand and sit in the same rak'ah. It was narrated that Abdullah bin Shaqiq said, I asked Aisha about the prayer of the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, and his voluntary prayers. She said, He used to pray four rak'ah in my house before the Hur. Then he would go out and lead the people in prayer. Then he would come in and pray two rak'ah. He would lead the people in praying Maghrib. Then he would come in and pray two rak'ah. He would lead the people in praying Isha. Then he would enter my house and pray two rak'ah. He would pray nine rak'ah at night, including Witr. 
and he would pray for a long time at night, standing, and a long time at night, sitting. And if he recited while standing, he would bow and prostrate from a standing position. But if he recited while sitting, he would bow and prostrate from a sitting position. And when dawn broke, he would pray to Rakah. It was narrated that Aisha said, The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, used to pray for a long time at night. If he prayed standing, he would bow from a standing position. And if he prayed sitting, he would bow from a sitting position. It was narrated that Abdullah bin Shaqiq said, I became ill in Persia, and I used to pray sitting down. I asked Aisha about that, and she said, The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, used to pray for a long time at night, standing, and he mentioned the hadith. It was narrated that Abdullah bin Shaqiq al-Uqayli said, I asked Aisha about the prayer of the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, at night. She said, He used to pray for a long time at night, standing, and for a long time at night, sitting. If he recited while standing, he would bow from a standing position, but if he recited while sitting, he would bow from a sitting position. It was narrated that Abdullah bin Shaqiq al-Uqayli said, We asked Aisha about the prayer of the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him. She said, The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, used to pray a great deal, standing and sitting. If he started a prayer standing, he would bow from a standing position, and if he started a prayer sitting, he would bow from a sitting position. It was narrated that Aisha said, I did not see the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, reciting in any night prayer while sitting until he grew old. Then he would recite while sitting, and when there were thirty or forty verses left of the surah, he would stand up and recite them. Then he would bow. It was narrated from Aisha that the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, used to pray sitting, and he would recite while sitting. Then when there were about thirty or forty verses left of his recitation, he would stand up and recite while standing. Then he would bow, then prostrate, then he would do likewise in the second rakah. It was narrated that Aisha said, The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, used to recite while sitting. Then when he wanted to bow, he would stand up for as long as it takes a person to recite forty verses. It was narrated that Al-Qamah bin Waqqas said, I said to Aisha, What did the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, do in the two rak'ah when he was sitting? She said, He used to recite in them. Then when he wanted to bow, he stood up and bowed. It was narrated that Abdullah bin Shaqiq said, I said to Aisha, Did the Prophet, peace be upon him, pray while sitting? She said, Yes, after the people made him old. It was narrated that Abdullah bin Shaqiq said, I said to Aisha, and he narrated something similar, as hadith number 1708, from the Prophet, peace be upon him. Aisha narrated that the Prophet, peace be upon him, did not die until many of his prayers were offered while sitting. It was narrated that Aisha said, When the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, grew old and heavy, most of his prayers were offered while sitting. It was narrated that Hafsa said, I did not see the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, offer any voluntary prayer while sitting until one year before his death. 
when he would offer his voluntary prayers sitting, and he would recite a surah at such a slow, measured pace that it would seem longer than another one which was longer. A similar report, as hadith number 1712, was narrated from Az-Zuhri with this chain, except that they said, one or two years before his death. It was narrated that Simak said, Jabir bin Samurah told me that the Prophet, peace be upon him, did not die until he prayed sitting. It was narrated that Abdullah bin Amr said, I was told that the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, A man's prayer offered sitting is half a prayer. I came to him and found him praying sitting. I put my hand on his head and he said, What is the matter with you? O Abdullah bin Amr, I said, O Messenger of Allah, I have been told that you said, A man's prayer offered sitting is half a prayer, but you are praying while sitting. He said, Yes, but I am not like any of you. It was narrated from Mansur with this chain, a similar hadith as hadith number 1715. Chapter on Night Prayers and the Number of Raka'ah Offered by the Prophet, peace be upon him, at night, and that witr is one raka'ah, and a one raka'ah prayer is correct. It was narrated from Aisha that the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, used to pray eleven raka'ah at night, and he would make them an odd number with one raka'ah. When he had finished, he would lie down on his right side until the mu'adhin came to him, then he would pray two brief raka'ah. It was narrated that Aisha, the wife of the Prophet, peace be upon him, said, Between finishing the Isha prayer, which the people call Al-Atamah, and dawn, the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, would pray eleven raka'ah, saying the Tasneem, between every two raka'ah, and making them an odd number with one raka'ah. When the Mu'adhin fell silent following the call to Fajr prayer, he could see the dawn, and the Mu'adhin came to him. He would pray two brief raka'ah, then lie down on his right side, until the Mu'adhin came to him for the Iqamah. It was narrated from Ibn Shihab with this chain, and Harmala quoted a similar hadith as hadith number 1718, except that he did not mention when he could see the dawn and the Mu'adhin came to him, and he did not mention the Iqamah. The rest of the hadith is like the hadith of Amr. It was narrated that Aisha said, the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, used to pray 13 raka'ah at night, five of which were witr, and he did not sit at all except at the end. It was narrated from Hisham with this chain, a similar hadith as hadith number 1720. It was narrated from Urwa that Aisha told him that the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, used to pray 13 raka'ah, including the two raka'ah of Fajr. It was narrated from Abu Salama bin Abdurrahman that he asked Aisha, how did the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, pray during Ramadan? She said, the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, did not pray more in Ramadan or at any other time than eleven raka'ah. He would pray four, and do not ask how beautiful and long they were. Then he would pray four, and do not ask how beautiful and long they were. Then he would pray three. Aisha said, I said, O Messenger of Allah, do you sleep before you pray witr? He said, O Aisha, my eyes sleep, but my heart does not sleep. It was narrated that Abu Salama said, 
I asked Aisha about the prayer of the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him. And she said, he used to pray 13 raka'ah. He would pray 8 raka'ah. Then he would pray witr. Then he would pray 2 raka'ah while sitting. When he wanted to bow, he would stand up, then bow. Then he prayed 2 raka'ah between the call to prayer and the qamah for fajr prayer. Abu Salama narrated that he asked Aisha about the prayer of the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him. A similar report as hadith number 1724, but with a different chain of narrators, except in their hadith it said, nine raka'ah standing, including witr. Abu Salama said, I came to Aisha and said, O oh my mother, tell me about the prayer of the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him. She said, he used to pray during Ramadan and at other times, 13 raka'ah at night, including the two raka'ah of Fajr. Aisha said, the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, used to pray 10 raka'ah at night, and he would pray 1 raka'ah for Witr and 2 raka'ah for Fajr, and that was 13 raka'ah. It was narrated that Abu Ishaq said, I asked Al-Aswad bin Yazid, what Aisha had told him about the prayer of the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him. She said, He used to sleep for the first part of the night and stay up for the latter part. Then, if he had any need for intimacy from his wife, he would satisfy that need. Then he would go to sleep. Then the first call came. She said, He leapt up, and by Allah, she did not say he got up and poured water over himself, and by Allah, she did not say he performed ghusl. And I know what she meant. If he was not junub, he would perform wudu as a man does for prayer. Then he prayed the two raka'ah. It was narrated that Aisha said, The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, used to pray at night until the last of his prayer was witr. It was narrated that Masruq said, I asked Aisha about the actions of the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him. She said, He loved that which was done consistently. I said, when did he pray? She said, when the rooster crowed, he would get up and pray. It was narrated that Aisha said, I never found the messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, in my house before dawn, but he was sleeping. It was narrated that Aisha said, when the prophet, peace be upon him, had prayed the two raka'ah of Fajr, if I was awake, he would talk to me, otherwise he would lie down. A similar report, as hadith number 1732, was narrated from Aisha, from the Prophet, peace be upon him. It was narrated that Aisha said, The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, used to pray at night. And when he had prayed witr, he said, Get up and pray witr, O Aisha. It was narrated from Aisha that the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, used to pray at night while she was lying in front of him, and when only Witr was left, he would wake her up and she would pray Witr. It was narrated that Aisha said, The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, prayed Witr at all times of the night, and towards the end of his life, his Witr ended just before dawn. It was narrated that Aisha said, The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, prayed Witr at all times of the night, at the beginning of the night, in the middle of the night, and at the end, and towards the end of his life, his witter ended just before dawn. It was narrated that Aisha said, 
the messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, prayed witter at all times of the night, and towards the end of his life, his witter ended at the end of the night. Chapter on Night Prayer and the One Who Sleeps and Misses It or Is Sick It was narrated from Zurara that Sa'ad bin Hisham bin Amir wanted to go out on a campaign in the cause of Allah. So he came to al Medina, and he wanted to sell some property he had there and use the money to buy weapons and horses and fight in jihad against the Romans until he died. When he came to al Medina, he met some of the people of al Medina who told him not to do that, and they told him that six people had wanted to do that during the lifetime of the Prophet of Allah, peace be upon him, and the Prophet of Allah, peace be upon him, told them not to do that, and he said, Do you not have an example in me? When they told him that, he took back his wife, whom he had divorced, and brought witness to attest that he had taken her back. Then he went to Ibn Abbas, and asked him about the witter of the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him. Ibn Abbas said, Shall I not tell you who is the most knowledgeable of the people on earth about the witter of the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him? He said, Who? He said, Aisha. Go to her and ask her, then come and tell me what answer she gives you. He narrated, So I went to her. I went to Hakim bin Aflah and asked him to go with me to her. He said, I do not want to approach her because I told her not to say anything about these two parties. But she insisted on that. I adjured him to come. So he came and we went to Aisha. We asked permission to enter and she gave us permission and we entered upon her. She said, Is it Hakim? And she recognized him. He said, Yes. She said, Who is with you? He said, Sa'ad bin Hisham. She said, Who is Hisham? He said, Ibn Amir. She prayed for mercy for him and said good things. Atada, one of the narrators said, He was martyred on the day of Uhud. I said, O mother of the believers, tell me about the character of the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him. She said, Do you not read the Quran? I said, Of course. She said, The character of the Prophet of Allah, peace be upon him, was the Quran. I wanted to get up and not ask anyone about anything else until I died. Then I decided to ask, Tell me about the Qiyam, night prayer of the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him. She said, Do you not read? Oh, you wrapped in garments? I said, Of course. She said, Allah enjoined Qiyam al-Layl, the night prayers, at the beginning of this surah, and the Prophet of Allah, peace be upon him, and his companions prayed Qiyam for a year. And Allah withheld the latter part of this surah for twelve months in the heavens, until Allah revealed at the end of the surah the reduction of the burden, so Qiyam al-Layl became voluntary after it had been obligatory. I said, O mother of the believers, tell me about the witter of the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him. She said, We used to prepare his siwak and water for purification for him, and Allah would cause him to wake whenever he willed during the night. Then he would use the siwak and perform wudu and pray nine rak'ah, during which he did not sit except in the eighth rak'ah. He would remember Allah, praise him, and call upon him. Then he would get up without saying the taslim, and he would stand and pray the ninth rak'ah. Then he would sit and remember Allah, praise him, and call upon him. Then he would say a taslim that we could hear. Then he prayed two rak'ah after saying the taslim while sitting, and that made eleven rak'ah. O oh my son, when the Prophet of Allah, peace be upon him, grew old and gained weight, 
he played Witcher with 7, and he did in the last two raka as he did in the first, and that made 9. O my son, when the Prophet of Allah peace be upon him offered a prayer, he liked to persist in offering it. If sleep or pain overtook him and kept him from praying Qiyam at night, he would pray 12 raka during the day. I do not know that the Prophet of Allah peace be upon him recited the entire Quran in one night, or spent an entire night in prayer, or fasted an entire month except Ramadan. I went to Ibn Abbas and told him what she had said. He said, She has spoken the truth. If I were to approach her or enter upon her, I would go to her so that I could hear it from her own lips. I said, If I had known that you do not enter upon her, I would not have told you what she said. Footnote The verse, O you wrapped in garments, is from Surat Al-Muzzamil, Chapter 73, Verse 1. It was narrated from Sa'ad bin Hisham that he divorced his wife, then went to Al-Medina to sell his property, and he mentioned something similar. It was narrated that Sa'ad bin Hisham said, I went to Abdullah bin Abbas and asked him about Witr, and he quoted the hadith, similar to hadith number 1739. In it he said, She said, Who is Hisham? I said, Ibn Amir. She said, what a good man Amir was. He was killed on the day of Uhud. It was narrated from Zurara bin Awfa that Sa'ad bin Hisham was a neighbor of his. He told him that he had divorced his wife and he narrated a hadith like that of Sa'id. Hadith number 1741. In it he said, She said, Who is Hisham? He said, Ibn Amir. She said, What a good man he was. He was killed when fighting with the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, on the day of Uhud. And it says, Hakim bin Aflah said, As for me, if I had known that you do not enter upon her, I would not have told you what she said. It was narrated from Sa'ad bin Hisham, from Aisha, that if the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, missed a prayer at night due to pain or any other reason, he would pray twelve rak'ah during the day. It was narrated that Aisha said, If the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, did an action, he would persist in it. If he slept at night or was sick, he would pray twelve raka during the day. She said, And I never saw the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, spend an entire night in prayer until dawn, or fast an entire month except Ramadan. It was narrated that Abdurrahman bin Abdin al-Qari said, I heard Umar bin al-Khattab say, the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, Whoever sleeps and misses his regular portion of worship or part of it, let him recite it between Fajr prayer and Dhuhr prayer, and it will be recorded for him as if he recited it at night. Footnote Regarding the statement, Whoever sleeps and misses his regular portion of worship, regular portion of worship, Hizb, means prayers or reading of the Quran, etc., that a person commits himself to do regularly. Chapter on Salat al-Awwabin, the prayer of the penitent, is when the young camels feel the heat of the hot sand. It was narrated from Al-Qasim al-Sha'bani that Zayd bin Arqam saw some people praying in the early morning and he said, they know that prayer at a time other than this is better. The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, Salat al-Awwabin, the prayer of the penitent is when the young camels feel the heat of the hot sand. 
It was narrated that Zayd bin Arqam said, The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, went out to the people of Quba when they were praying, and said, The prayer of the penitent is when the young camels feel the heat of the hot sand. Chapter 1 The night prayers are two by two, and witter is one rakah at the end of the night. It was narrated from Ibn Umar that a man asked the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, about prayers at night. The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, The night prayers are two by two. Then, if one of you fears that dawn may come, he should pray one rakah, which will make what he has prayed odd-numbered. It was narrated from Salim, from his father, that a man asked the Prophet, peace be upon him, about night prayers, and he said, Two by two. Then, when you fear that dawn may come, pray witr with one rak'ah. It was narrated that Abdullah bin Umar bin al-Khattab said, A man stood up and said, O Messenger of Allah, how are the night prayers? The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, The night prayers are two by two. Then, when you fear that dawn may come, pray one rak'ah as witr. It was narrated from Abdullah bin Umar, that a man asked the Prophet, peace be upon him, when I was between him and the one who was asking, saying, O Messenger of Allah, how are the night prayers? He said, Two by two. Then, when you fear that dawn may come, then pray one rak'ah, and make the last of your prayer witr. Then a man asked him, one year later, and I was in the same position with regard to the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, and I do not know whether it was the same man or another man, and he told him something similar. It was narrated that Ibn Umar said, A man asked the Prophet, peace be upon him, and he mentioned something similar to Hadith number 1751, but it does not say in the Hadith, Then a man asked him, One year later, etc. It was narrated from Abdullah bin Shaqiq, from Ibn Umar, that the Prophet, peace be upon him, said, Hasten to pray witr before morning. It was narrated from Nafi' that Ibn Umar said, Whoever prays at night, let him make the last of his prayer witr, for the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, used to enjoin that. It was narrated from Ibn Umar that the Prophet, peace be upon him, said, Make the last of your prayers at night witr. Nafi' narrated, that Ibn Umar used to say, Whoever prays at night, let him make the last of his prayer witr before dawn comes. This is what the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, used to enjoin on them. It was narrated that Ibn Umar said, The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, Witr is one rak'ah at the end of the night. It was narrated that Abu Mijlaz said, I heard Ibn Umar narrating that the Prophet, peace be upon him, said, Witr is one rak'ah at the end of the night. It was narrated that Abu Mijlas said, I asked Ibn Abbas about witr. He said, I heard the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, say, One rak'ah at the end of the night. I asked Ibn Umar, and he said, I heard the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, say, One rak'ah at the end of the night. Ubaidillah bin Abdullah bin Umar narrated that Ibn Umar told them, then a man called out to the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, when he was in the masjid, saying, O Messenger of Allah, how should I make my prayer at night odd-numbered? 
the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, Whoever prays, let him pray two by two. Then, when he feels that dawn is coming, let him offer one rak'ah, and that will make what he had prayed odd-numbered for him. It was narrated that Anas bin Sirin said, I asked Ibn Umar, Do you think that in the two rak'ah before al Fajr prayer, I should recite for a long time? He said, The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, used to pray two by two at night. Then he would pray witr with one rak'ah. He said, It is not about this that I was asking. He said, You are dense. Why don't you let me narrate the hadith in full? The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, used to pray two by two at night. Then he would pray witr with one rak'ah. Then he would pray two rak'ah before al-ghada, fajr, as if the iqama was in his ears. Khalaf, one of the narrators, said, before al-ghada, and he did not mention prayer. It was narrated that Anas bin Sirin said, I asked Ibn Umar a similar report as hadith number 1761, and he added, and he would pray witr with one rak'ah at the end of the night, and it says that he said, Stop, stop, you are dense. Ibn Umar narrated that the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, The night prayers are two by two. If you think that dawn is going to catch up with you, then pray witr with one rak'ah. It was said to Ibn Umar, What is two by two? He said, You should say the tislim after every two rak'ah. It was narrated from Abu Sa'id that the Prophet, peace be upon him, said, Pray witr before dawn comes. Abu Sa'id narrated that they asked the Prophet, peace be upon him, about witr, and he said, Pray witr before the dawn. Chapter on One who fears that he will not get up at the end of the night, then he should pray witr at the beginning of the night. It was narrated that Jabir said, The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, Whoever fears that he will not get up at the end of the night, let him pray witr at the beginning. Whoever is sure that he will get up at the end of the night, let him pray witr at the end. For prayer at the end of the night is witnessed, and that is better. Abu Muawiyah, in his narration, said, is attended. It was narrated that Jabir said, I heard the Prophet, peace be upon him, say, Any one of you who fears that he will not get up at the end of the night, let him pray witr, then go to sleep. Whoever is confident that he will get up at the end of the night, let him pray witr at the end, for recitation at the end of the night is attended, and that is better. Chapter 1 The best prayer is that in which one stands for a long time. It was narrated that Jabir said, The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, The best prayer is that in which one stands for a long time. It was narrated that Jabir said, the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, was asked which prayer is best. He said, that in which one stands for a long time. Chapter 1 In the night there is an hour when supplications are answered. It was narrated from Abu Sufyan that Jabir said, I heard the Prophet, peace be upon him, say, In the night there is an hour when, if a Muslim asks Allah for good in this world and in the hereafter, he will give him it. And that happens every night. It was narrated from Jabir that the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, In the night there is an hour when, if the Muslim slave asks Allah for something good 
he will give him it. Chapter on Encouragement to Supplicate and Recite Statements of Remembrance at the End of the Night and the Response to That It was narrated from Abu Hurairah that the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, Our Lord, may he be blessed and exalted, comes down to the lowest heaven every night when the last third of the night is left, and he says, Who will call upon me, that I may answer him? Who will ask of me, that I may give him? Who will ask me for forgiveness, that I may forgive him? It was narrated from Abu Hurairah that the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, Allah comes down to the lowest heaven every night when the first third of the night has passed, and says, I am the Sovereign, I am the Sovereign. Who will call upon me, that I may answer him? Who will ask of me, that I may give him? Who will ask me for forgiveness, that I may forgive him? And that continues until the light of dawn. It was narrated that Abu Hurairah said, the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, When half of the night has passed, or two-thirds, Allah, may he be blessed and exalted, comes down to the lowest heaven and says, Who will ask of me, that I may give him? Who will call upon me, that I may answer him? Who will ask me for forgiveness, that I may forgive him? Until dawn breaks. It was narrated from Ibn Marjana, from Abu Hurairah, who said, the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, Allah, may he be exalted, comes down to the lowest heaven halfway through the night, or in the last third of the night, and says, Who will call upon me, that I may answer him? Who will ask of me, that I may give him? Then he says, Who will lend to one who is neither indigent nor unjust? Muslim said, Ibn Marjana is Sa'id bin Abdullah, and Marjana is his mother. It was narrated from Sa'ad bin Sa'id with this chain, a similar hadith as hadith number 1775, and he added, Then he spreads out his hand, may he be blessed and exalted, and says, Who will lend to one who is neither indigent nor unjust? It was narrated that Abu Sa'id and Abu Hurairah said, The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, Allah waits until the first two-thirds of the night have gone. Then he descends to the lowest heaven and says, Is there anyone who will ask for forgiveness? Is there anyone who will repent? Is there anyone who will ask? Is there anyone who will call? Until dawn breaks. It was narrated from Abu Ishaq with this chain. A similar hadith as hadith number 1777. But the hadith of Mansur is more complete. Chapter on Encouragement to Pray Qiyam during Ramadan, which is Tarawih. It was narrated from Abu Hurairah that the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, Whoever prays Qiyam in Ramadan out of faith and in the hope of reward, his previous sins will be forgiven. It was narrated that Abu Hurairah said, The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, used to encourage them to pray Qiyam in Ramadan without saying that it was obligatory. He would say, Whoever prays Qiyam in Ramadan out of faith and in the hope of reward, his previous sins will be forgiven. Then the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, died. And that is how it was. And it remained like that throughout the Khilafah of Abu Bakr and at the beginning of the Khilafah of Omar. Abu Hurairah narrated, 
that the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, Whoever fasts Ramadan out of faith and in the hope of reward, his previous sins will be forgiven. Whoever spends the night of Laylatul Qadr in prayer out of faith and in hope of reward, his previous sins will be forgiven. It was narrated from Abu Hurairah that the Prophet, peace be upon him, said, Whoever spends the night in prayer that coincides with Laylatul Qadr, I think he said, out of faith and in the hope of reward will be forgiven. It was narrated from Aisha that the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, prayed in the masjid one night, and some people followed his prayer. The next night he prayed again, and the number of people increased. Then they gathered on the third or fourth night, but the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, did not come out to them. When morning came, he said, I saw what you did, and nothing kept me from coming out to you but the fact that I was afraid that it would be made obligatory for you. He said, and that was in Ramadan. Footnote It was narrated by Malik from Ibn Shahab, from Urwa, from Aisha. In some of the narrations of it from Malik, it is clear that these are the words of Aisha. Muslim heard this from Yahya bin Yahya. Perhaps, he said, refers to him. Otherwise, it is one of the others. Aisha narrated that the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, came out in the middle of the night and prayed in the masjid and some men followed his prayer. The next day, the people were talking about that. Then more of them gathered and the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, came out on the second night, and they followed his prayer. The next day, the people were talking about that, and the number of people in the masjid increased on the third night. He came out, and they followed his prayer. Then on the fourth night, the masjid could hardly contain the people, and the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, did not come out to them. Some people started calling out, saying, The prayer, but the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, did not come out to them, until he came out for Fajr prayer. When he had finished Fajr, he turned to the people, recited the Shahada, and said, I was not unaware of your situation last night, but I feared that the night prayer might be made obligatory for you, and you would be unable to do it. Chapter 1 Empathetic encouragement to spend the night of Laylatul Qadr in prayer and clarifying the evidence of those who say that it is in the night of the 27th. It was narrated that Zir said, I heard Ubay bin Kaab say, when it was said to him that Abdullah bin Mas'ud was saying that whoever prays Qiyam for a year will attain Laylatul Qadr, by Allah, besides whom there is none worthy of worship, it is in Ramadan, and he swore with no reservation, and by Allah, I know which night it is. It is the night which the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, commanded us to spend in prayer. It is the night of the 27th. And its sign is that the sun rises that day, bright with no rays. It was narrated that Ubay bin Kaab said, Ubay said concerning Laylatul Qadr, By Allah, I know when it is, and I am certain it is the night that the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, commanded us to spend in prayer. It is the night of the 27th. Shu'aba narrated something similar to hadith number 1786 with this chain. Chapter on the prayer and supplication of the Prophet, peace be upon him, at night. It was narrated that Ibn Abbas said, One night I stayed with my maternal aunt, Maymuna. The Prophet, peace be upon him, got up in the night, relieved himself, then he washed his face and hands and went to sleep. Then he got up, went to the water skin, undid its straps, and performed 
a wudu that was somewhere between the most perfect and the most light, and he only washed each part once, but he made water reach everywhere it should go. Then he stood and prayed, and I got up and stretched, not wanting him to think that I was watching him, and I performed wudu. He stood and prayed, and I stood on his left, but he took me by the hand and brought me to his right. I followed the prayer of the Messenger of Allah peace be upon him at night, thirteen rak'ah. Then he lay down and slept until he was breathing deeply. For when he slept, he would breathe deeply. Then Bilal came to him and called him for prayer. And he got up and prayed, and did not perform wudu. In his supplication he said, Allahumma ja'al fi qalbi nuran, wa fi basari nuran, wa fi sam'i nuran, wa an yamini nuran, wa an yasari nuran. وفوقي نورا وتحتي نورا وأمامي نورا وخلفي نورا وعظم لي نورا O Allah, put in my heart light, in my sight light, in my hearing light, to my right light, to my left light, above me light, below me light, in front of me light, behind me light, give me abundant light. Qurayb said, and seven more phrases regarding the heart. I met one of the sons of Al-Abbas, and he told them to me. He mentioned, My sinews, my flesh, my blood, my hair, and my skin. And he mentioned two others. It was narrated from Qurayb, the freed slave of Ibn Abbas, that Ibn Abbas told him that he stayed one night with Maymuna, the mother of the believers, who was his maternal aunt. I lay down across the width of the mattress, and the messenger of Allah peace be upon him, and his wife, laid along its length. The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, slept until halfway through the night, or just before or after that. The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, woke up and started wiping the sleep from his face with his hand. Then he recited the last ten verses of Surat Al-Imran. Then he got up and went to a water skin that was hanging there, and performed wudu from it, and did it well. Then he stood and prayed. Ibn Abbas said, I got up and did what the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, had done. Then I went and stood by his side. The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, put his right hand on my head and took hold of my right ear and twisted it. Then he prayed two rak'ah, then 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 he prayed witr. Then he laid down until the mu'adhin came. Then he got up and prayed two brief rak'ah. Then he went out and prayed Subh. It was narrated from Makhrama bin Sulaiman with this chain, a similar hadith as hadith number 1789. And he added, Then he went to a water skin and he cleaned his teeth with a siwak and performed wudu, and performed wudu well, although he used only a little water. Then he woke me up and I got up, and the rest of the hadith, and the rest of the hadith, is like the previous hadith of Malik. It was narrated that Ibn Abbas said, I slept in the house of Maymuna, the wife of the Prophet, peace be upon him, and the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, was with her that night. The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, performed wudu. Then he stood and prayed, and I stood on his left. He took hold of me and made me stand on his right. On that night, he prayed thirteen rak'ah. Then the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, slept until he started to breathe deeply, for when he slept, he used to breathe deeply. Then the Mu'adhin came to him 
and he went out and prayed, and he did not perform wudu. Amr, one of the narrators, said, So I narrated it to Bukhira bin al-Ashaj. So he said, Qurayb narrated that to me. It was narrated that Ibn Abbas said, I stayed one night with my maternal aunt Maymuna bint al-Harith, and I said to her, When the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, gets up, wake me up. The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, got up, and I stood on his left side. He took me by the hand and made me stand on his right side. If I dozed off, he would take hold of my earlobe. He prayed eleven rak'ah, then he sat with his legs drawn up to his chest, wrapped in his garment, until I could hear his breathing as he slept. When dawn came, he prayed two brief rak'ah. It was narrated from Ibn Abbas that he stayed overnight with his maternal aunt Maymuna. The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, got up at night and performed a light wudu from a hanging water skin. And he described his wudu, which was brief and that he used little water. Ibn Abbas said, I got up and did what the Prophet, peace be upon him, had done. Then I came and stood on his left, and he made me go behind him and stand on his right. He prayed. Then he lay down and slept until he was breathing deeply. Then Bilal came and called him to prayers, and he went out and prayed subh, and he did not perform wudu. Sufyan, one of the narrators, said, This was only for the Prophet, peace be upon him, because we heard that the Prophet's eyes slept, but his heart did not sleep. It was narrated that Ibn Abbas said, I stayed overnight in the house of my maternal aunt Maymuna, and I watched to see how the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, would pray. He got up, urinated, then washed his face and hands. Then he slept. Then he got up and went to a water skin, undid its straps, and poured some water into a bowl or vessel. He tipped it towards himself with his hand and performed wudu well, a wudu that was somewhere between the most perfect and the most light. Then I came and stood beside him and stood on his left. He took hold of me and made me stand on his right. The prayer of the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, included thirteen rak'ah. Then he slept until he was breathing deeply. We knew that when he slept, he breathed deeply. Then he went out to pray, and he prayed, and said in his prayer, or in his prostration, Allahumma ja'al fi qalbi nuran, wa fi sam'i nuran, wa fi basari nuran, wa an yamini nuran, wa an shimali nuran, wa an amami nuran, wa khalfi nuran, wa fawqi nuran, wa tahti nuran, wa ja'al li nuran. O Allah, put in my heart light, in my hearing light, in my seeing light, to my right light, to my left light, in front of me light, behind me light, above me light, below me light, give me light, or he said, وَجَعَلْنِي نُورًا Make me light. It was narrated from Qurayb, from Ibn Abbas. Salama said, I met Qurayb and he said, Ibn Abbas said, I was with my maternal aunt, Maymuna, and the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, came. Then he mentioned the hadith like that of Ghundar, hadith number 1794, and he said, And make me light, and he was not uncertain. It was narrated that Ibn Abbas said, I stayed overnight with my maternal aunt, Maymuna, and he narrated the hadith, but he did not mention washing his face and hands, but he said, then he went to a water skin and undid its straps and performed a wudu that was somewhere between the most perfect and the most light. Then he went to his bed and slept. 
Then he got up again and went to the water skin and undid its straps. Then he performed wudu and he said, A'zim li nuran, give me abundant light. And he did not say, Waj'alni nuran, make me light. Qurayb narrated that Ibn Abbas stayed one night with the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him. He said, The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, got up and went to a water skin. He poured some water out of it and performed wudu without using too much water or falling short in his wudu. And he quoted the hadith in which he said, The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, supplicated that night with 19 phrases. Salama said, Qurayb told them to me and I memorized 12 of them and forgot the rest. The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, Allahumma ja'al fi qalbi nuran, wa fi lisani nuran, wa fi sam'i nuran, wa fi basari nuran, wa min fawqi nuran, wa min tahti nuran, wa an yameeni nuran, wa an shimali nuran, wa min bayna yadayya nuran, wa min khalfi nuran, wa ja'al nafsi nura, wa azimli nuran. O Allah, put in my heart light, on my tongue light, in my hearing light, in my seeing light, above me light, below me light, on my right light, on my left light, in front of me light, behind me light, in my soul light, grant me abundant light. It was narrated from Qurayb that Ibn Abbas said, I slept in the house of Maymunah on a night when the Prophet peace be upon him was with her, so that I could see how the Prophet peace be upon him prayed at night. The Prophet peace be upon him spoke with his wife for a while. Then he went to sleep, and he quoted the hadith, and in it he said, Then he got up, performed wudu, and used the siwak. It was narrated from Abdullah ibn Abbas that he slept at the house of the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him. He, peace be upon him, woke up, cleaned his teeth with the siwak, and performed wudu, while saying, Verily, in the creation of the heavens and the earth, and in the alteration of the night and day, there are indeed signs for men of understanding. And he recited these verses until the end of the surah. Then he stood and prayed Turaka, in which he stood, bowed and prostrated for a long time. Then he went and slept until he started to breathe deeply. Then he did that three times, six rakah in all, cleaning his teeth with the siwak, performing wudu, and reciting these verses. Then he prayed witr with three rakah. Then the mu'adhin called the adhan. And he went out to pray, saying, Allahumma ja'al fi qalbi nuran, wa fi lisani nuran, wa fi sam'i nuran, wa fi lisani nuran, wa ja'al fi sam'i nuran, wa ja'al fi basari nuran, wa ja'al min khalfi nuran, wa min amami nuran, wa ja'al min fawqi nuran, wa min tahti nuran, Allahumma a'tini nuran. O oh Allah, put in my heart light, and on my tongue light, put in my hearing light, put in my seeing light. Put behind me light, and in front of me light. Put above me light, and below me light. O oh Allah, give me light. Footnote. The verse, Verily, in the creation of the heavens and the earth, and in the alteration of the night and day, there are indeed signs for men of understanding, is from Surah Al-Imran, Chapter 3, Verse 190. It was narrated that Ibn Abbas said, I stayed one night with my maternal aunt Maymuna. The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, got up to offer voluntary prayers during the night. The Prophet, peace be upon him, got up and went to the water skin and performed wudu. Then he stood and prayed. When I saw him do that, 
I got up and performed wudu from the water skin. Then I stood on his left side, and he took my hand from behind his back and moved me like that from behind his back to his right side. I, the narrator said, was that in the voluntary prayer? He said, yes. It was narrated that Ibn Abbas said, Al-Abbas sent me to the Prophet peace be upon him when he was in the house of my maternal aunt Maymuna, and I stayed with him that night. He got up and prayed at night, and I stood on his left, but he made me move behind his back and put me on his right. It was narrated from Ibn Abbas, I stayed overnight with my maternal aunt Maymuna, a hadith similar to that of Ibn Juraj and Qais bin Sa'ad, hadith number 1800. It was narrated that Abu Hamza said, I heard Ibn Abbas say, the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, used to pray 13 rak'ah at night. It was narrated from Zayd bin Khalid al-Juhayni that he said, I will certainly watch how the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, prays tonight. He prayed two brief rak'ah, then he prayed two long, long, long rak'ah, then he prayed two rak'ah that were shorter than the two that came before them, then he prayed two rak'ah that were shorter than the two that came before them. Then he prayed two rak'ah that were shorter than the two that came before them. Then he prayed two rak'ah that were shorter than the two that came before them. Then he prayed witr, and that was thirteen rak'ah. It was narrated that Jabir bin Abdullah said, I was with the Messenger of Allah peace be upon him on a journey, and we came to a crossing place. He said, Won't you cross it, O Jabir? I said, Of course. The Messenger of Allah peace be upon him dismounted and I crossed it. Then he went and relieved himself, and I set out his water for wudu. He came and performed wudu. Then he stood and prayed, wearing a single garment, with its ends on his shoulders. I stood behind him, and he took hold of my ear, and made me stand on his right. It was narrated that Aisha said, when the Messenger of Allah peace be upon him got up at night to pray, he would start his prayer with two brief rak'ah. It was narrated from Abu Hurairah that the Prophet, peace be upon him, said, When one of you gets up to pray at night, let him start his prayer with two brief rak'ah. It was narrated from Ibn Abbas that the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, used to say, when he got up to pray in the middle of the night, Allahumma lakal hamd, anta nurus samawati wal ard, wa lakal hamd, anta qayyamu samawati wal ard, wa lakal hamd, anta rabbu samawati wal ard, ومن فيهن أنت الحق ووعدك حق وقولك حق ولقاءك حق والجنة حق والنار حق والساعة حق اللهم لك أسلمت وبك آمنت وعليك توكلت وإليك أنبت وبك خاسمت وإليك حاكمت فاغفر لي ما قدمت وأخرت وأسررت وأعلنت أنت إلهي لا إله إلا أنت O oh Allah, to you be praise. You are the light of the heavens and the earth. To you be praise. You are the sustainer of the heavens and the earth. To you be praise. You are the Lord of the heavens and the earth, and everyone in them. You are the truth. Your promise is true. Your word is true. The meeting with you is true. Paradise is true. Hell is true. The hour is true. O oh Allah, to you I have submitted. In you I have believed. In you I have put my trust. To you I repent. By your help I have disputed. To you I refer for judgment. 
so forgive me my past and future sins, what I have done secretly and openly. You are my God. There is none worthy of worship but you. It was narrated from Ibn Abbas, from the Prophet, peace be upon him, a similar hadith as hadith number 1808. The hadith of Ibn Uyayna contains some additions and is different from that of Malik and Ibn Juraj in some phrases. This hadith was narrated from Ibn Abbas, from the Prophet, peace be upon him. Its wording is very similar to hadith number 1808. Abu Salama bin Abdurrahman bin Auf said, I asked Aisha, the mother of the believers, how the Prophet of Allah, peace be upon him, used to start his prayer when he got up at night. She said, when he got up to pray at night, he would start his prayer with the words, Allahumma rabba jabara'ila wa mika'ila wa israfil, fa'atira samawati wal ard, alim al-ghaybi wa shahada, anta tahkumu bayna ibadika fi ma kanu fihi yakhtalifun. اهدنا لما اختلف فيه من الحق بإذنك إنك تهدي من تشاء إلى سراط مستقيم O Allah, Lord of Jibra'il, Mikail and Israfil, Originator of the heavens and the earth, Knower of the unseen and the seen, You judge between your slaves concerning that wherein they differ. Guide me concerning that wherein they differ of the truth by your leave, For you guide whomsoever you will to a straight path. It was narrated from Ali bin Abi Talib that when the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, got up to pray, he said, وَجَّهْتُ وَجْهِيَ لِلَّذِي فَاطِرَ السَّمَاوَاتِ وَالْأَرْضِ حَنِيفًا وَمَا أَنَا مِنَ الْمُشْرِكِينَ إِنَّ الصَّلَاةِ وَنُسُكِي وَمَحْيَايَ وَمَمَاتِ لِلَّهِ رَبِّ الْعَالَمِينَ لَا شَرِيكَ لَهُ وَبِذَلِكَ أُمِرْتُ وَأَنَا مِنَ الْمُسْلِمِينَ اللهم أنت الملك لا إله إلا أنت أنت ربي وأنا عبدك ظلمت نفسي واعترفت بذنبي فاغفر لي ذنوبي جميعا إنه لا يغفر الذنوب إلا أنت واهدني لأحسن الأخلاق لا يهدي لأحسنها إلا أنت واصرف عني سيئها لا يصرف عني سيئها إلا أنت لبيك وسعديك والخير كله في يديك والشر ليس إليك أنا بك وإليك تباركت وتعاليت I have turned my face in submission to the one who originated the heavens and the earth, and I am not one of the idolaters. Verily, my salah, prayer, my sacrifice, my living, and my dying are for Allah, the Lord of the Alameen, mankind, jinn, and all that exists. He has no partner, and of this I have been commanded, and I am one of the Muslims. O Allah, you are the Sovereign. There is none worthy of worship but you. You are my Lord, and I am your slave. I have wronged myself, and I admit my sin. So forgive me, all my sins, for no one can forgive sins except you. Guide me to the best of conduct, for no one can guide to that except you. Remove from me my evil deeds, for no one can remove them except you. Here I am, at your service. All goodness is in your hand, and all evil cannot be attributed to you. My existence is due to you, and my return is to you. Blessed and exalted are you. I seek your forgiveness, and I repent to you. When he bowed, he said, Allahumma laka raka'atu, wa bika amantu, wa laka aslamtu, khash'a laka sam'i wa basari wa mukhi, wa azmi wa asabi. O Allah, to you I have bowed, in you I have believed, and to you I have submitted. 
my hearing, my sight, my brain, my bones and my sinews submit to you. When he rose from bowing, he said, Allahumma rabbana lakal hamd, mil as-samawati wa mil al-ard, wa mil ama baynahuma, wa mil ama shi'ta min shay'in ba'd. O Allah, our Lord, to you be praise, filling the heavens, filling the earth, filling that which is between them, and filling whatever else you will besides. When he prostrated, he said, Allahumma laka sajadtu, wa bika amantu, wa laka aslamtu. سجد وجهي للذي خلقه وصوره وشق سمعه وبصره تبارك الله أحسن الخالقين Oh Allah, to you I have prostrated and you I have believed and to you I have submitted My face has prostrated to the one who created it and gave it shape and opened its hearing and sight Blessed be Allah, the best of creators Then the last thing he said between the tashahud and the taslim was Allahumma ghfir li ma qaddamtu wa ma akhartu wa ma asrartu wa ma a'lantu wa ma asraftu wa ma anta a'lamu bihi minni anta al-muqaddim wa anta al-muakhir la ilaha illa ant O Allah, to you I have prostrated O Allah, forgive me my past and future sins what I have done in secret and what I have done openly what I have transgressed and what you know more than I you are the one who brings forward and the one who puts back there is none worthy of worship but you. It was narrated from an araj with this chain, a similar hadith as hadith number 1812. And he said, when the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, started his prayer, he would say the takbir and then say, I have turned my face. And he said, I am the first of the Muslims. And when raising his head from bowing, he said, Allah hears those who praise him. Our Lord, to you be praise. And he said, who has formed it and formed it well. And when he said the salam, he said, O Allah, forgive me my previous sins. And he did not say, between the tushahud and the taslim. Chapter 1 It is recommended to recite for a long time in the night prayers. It was narrated that Hudayfa said, I prayed with the Prophet peace be upon him one night. And he started to recite Al-Baqarah. And I thought, he will bow when he reaches 100 verses. But he carried on. Then I thought that he would finish it in the two rak'ah. But he carried on. Then I thought he would bow after finishing it. But he started to recite An-Nisa and recited it all. Then he started to recite Al-Imran and recited it all, reciting with a slow and measured pace. When he reached a verse that spoke of glorifying Allah, he glorified Allah. When he reached a verse that spoke of asking of him, he asked of him. When he reached the verse that spoke of seeking refuge with him, he sought refuge with him. Then he bowed and started saying, Subhana Rabbi Al-Azim, Glory be to my Lord, the Almighty. And his bowing was almost as long as his standing. Then he said, Sami Allahu liman hamida. Allah hears those who praise him. Then he stood for a long time, almost as long as he had bowed. Then he prostrated and said, Subhana Rabbi Al-A'la, Glory be to my Lord, Most High and his prostration was almost as long as his standing. In the hadith of Jarir, it adds, And he said, Allah hears those who praise him, our Lord, to you be praise. Abdullah said, I prayed with the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, and he prayed for so long that I thought of something bad. It was said, What did you think of? He said, 
I thought of sitting down and leaving him. A similar report as hadith number 1815 was narrated from an A'mash with this chain. Chapter on Encouragement to pray at night even if it is little. Mention was made in the presence of the Messenger of Allah peace be upon him of a man who slept the entire night until morning. He said, That is a man in whose ear the shaitan has urinated, or he said, in whose ears. It was narrated from Ali bin Abi Talib that the Prophet peace be upon him came to him in Fatma at night and said, Are you not praying? I said, O Messenger of Allah, our souls are in the hand of Allah and if he wills to wake us, he will wake us. The Messenger of Allah peace be upon him turned away when I said that to him. Then I heard him walking away, striking his thigh and saying, But man is ever more quarrelsome than anything. Footnote The verse, But man is ever more quarrelsome than anything, is from Surah Al-Kaf, chapter 18, verse 54. It was narrated from Abu Huraira that the Prophet, peace be upon him, said, the shaitan ties three knots at the back of the head of any one of you when he goes to sleep, striking each knot and saying, You have a long night ahead, so sleep. If he wakes up and remembers Allah, one knot is undone. If he performs wudu, two knots are undone. If he prays, all the knots are undone, and he starts the day energetic and in good mood. Otherwise, he starts his day in a bad mood and feeling lazy. Chapter on It is recommended to offer voluntary prayers in one's house and permissible to offer them in the masjid, whether that is a regular voluntary prayer or any other, except for the public ritual prayers, namely Eid prayer, the eclipse prayer, prayers for rain and tarawih, and prayers that can only be offered in the masjid, such as the greeting the masjid, and prayers that are recommended to be offered in the masjid, namely the two rakah following tawaf. It was narrated from Ibn Umar that the Prophet peace be upon him said, Perform some of your prayers in your houses and do not make them like graves. It was narrated from Ibn Umar that the Prophet peace be upon him said, Pray in your houses and do not make them like graves. It was narrated that Jabir said, The Messenger of Allah peace be upon him said, When one of you has finished praying in the masjid, let him give his house a share of his prayer for Allah will instill goodness in his house because of his prayer. It was narrated from Abu Musa that the Prophet, peace be upon him, said, The likeness of a house in which Allah is remembered and the house in which Allah is not remembered is that of the living and the dead. It was narrated from Abu Hurairah that the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, Do not make your houses into graves, for the shaitan flees from a house in which Surah Al-Baqarah is recited. It was narrated that Zayd bin Thabit said, The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, sectioned off an area using palm tree leaves or a reed mat, and the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, went out and prayed in it. Some men followed him, and they started to follow his prayer. Then they came one night and waited for him, but the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, stayed away and did not come out to them. They raised their voices and threw pebbles at the door, and the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, came out to them angrily. The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said to them, You were so persistent in praying behind me that I thought that it would be made obligatory for you. You should pray in your houses, 
for the best of a man's prayer is in his house, apart from the obligatory prayers. It was narrated from Zayd bin Thabit that the Prophet, peace be upon him, sectioned off an area using a reed mat in the masjid, and the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, prayed in it for several nights until people gathered to join him. And he mentioned a similar hadith as hadith number 1825 and added, if it were made obligatory for you, you would not be able to do it. Chapter on The Virtue of a Deed That Is Done Persistently whether it be a qiyam al-layl or anything else, the command to be moderate in worship, which means adopting what one can persist in, the command to the one who gets tired or weary when praying to stop until that feeling passes. It was narrated that Aisha said, the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, had a reed mat with which he used to section off an area at night and pray in it, and the people started to follow his prayer, and he used to spread that mat out during the day. One night, they gathered and he said, O people, you should only do deeds that you are able for, for Allah does not grow weary, but you do. The most beloved of deeds to Allah is that which is done persistently, even if it is little. And if the family of Muhammad, peace be upon him, started to do something, they would persist in it. It was narrated from Aisha that the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, was asked, Which deed is most beloved to Allah? He said, that which is done persistently, even if it is little. It was narrated that Al-Qama said, I asked the mother of the believers, Aisha, O mother of the believers, how were the actions of the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him? Did he do anything specific on any particular day? She said, no, his actions were persistent. And who of you can do what the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, could do? It was narrated by Al-Qasim bin Muhammad that Aisha said, The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, The most beloved of actions to Allah are those which are done persistently, even if they are little. He said, If Aisha did something, she would persist in it. It was narrated that Anas said, The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, entered the masjid and there was a rope tied between two columns. He said, What is this? They said, it belongs to Zainab. She prays, and when she feels tired or weary, she holds on to it. He said, Untie it. Let one of you pray as long as he feels energetic, and if he feels tired or weary, let him sit down. A similar report as Hadith number 1831 was narrated from Anis, from the Prophet, peace be upon him. Urwa bin Az-Zubair narrated that Aisha, the wife of the Prophet, peace be upon him, told him that Al-Hawla bin Tuwait bin Habib bin Asad bin Abdul Uzza passed by her and the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, was with her. I said, this is Al-Hawla bin Tuwait. They say that she does not sleep at night. The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, she does not sleep at night. Do as much as you are able to, for by Allah, Allah does not grow weary, but you do. It was narrated that Aisha said, The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, entered upon me, and there was a woman with me. He said, Who is this? I said, It is a woman who does not sleep. She prays. He said, You should do what you are able to, for by Allah, Allah does not grow weary, but you do. And the most beloved of religious practices to him 
was that in which a person persisted. According to the hadith of Abu Usama, it was a woman from Banu Asad. Chapter 1 The Command to One Who Becomes Sleepy While Praying Or Who Starts to Falter in His Recitation of the Qur'an Or Statement of Remembrance To Lie Down Or Sit Down Until That Goes Away It was narrated from Aisha that the Prophet peace be upon him said, If one of you becomes sleepy while praying, let him sleep until sleep goes away from him. For if one of you prays when he is sleepy, he may intend to pray for forgiveness, but end up impugning himself. It was narrated that Hammam bin Munabbih said, This is what Abu Hurairah narrated to us from Muhammad the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him. And he mentioned several ahadith, including the following. The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, If one of you gets up to pray at night and falters in his recitation of the Qur'an and does not know what he is saying, let him lie down.